All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk NBA Tip-Off Edition. Jeff here, Brad here. Brad, how are you? Dude, so excited. So excited. I've been thinking about the NBA for too long. I'm so ready. I was thinking about this earlier, and, I mean, obviously, I love football season. I love talking current football. But one of the best things about sports is talking about the what-ifs before the season. Think of like going back, all that fun we had talking about our predictions of each conference and each division for football. And obviously, there's a lot more layers to the onion there. But I think we have a pretty fun episode planned for today. And I, I mean, I hope it turns out pretty good. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I also think just a little bit, it's in a way, it's a little easier for me to diagnose NBA because um, it's a little, I, I think it's a guilty pleasure because it's the only sport I don't have a favorite team. So I can really, truly look at the NBA objectively. I know yeah. I have a Lakers hoodie on uh, of the late Kobe. But, um, gosh, it's just so fun because any team could win or lose, and I could I could really care less. I like uh, just picking a matchup and seeing what's what. So, And it, also the NBA's got all sorts of lists, best players all time currently, and you know that's kind of where we're going to kick it off. Yeah, so first thing we're going to start with is uh, a fun little exercise, I guess. Um what we're going to do is we are going to essentially go back and forth drafting players, not to create a team, but to create the top 30 players in the NBA. Um, and rather than me giving you my top 30, Brad giving you his top 30, we're going to go interchangeable and create our own list. We'll publish that later. Obviously, as you're listening, you'll be able to hear it too. There's going to be players we leave off this list um, that maybe you would have had on. There's players we're going to leave off this list that maybe I would have had on, but because we're going interchangeable, that's how we're going to do it. Yeah. And we'll go ahead and uh, we'll start it off. I will go first, and then at that point, we will just go down go down the list. Uh, for me, and I, I I, mean, I guess what another thing we'll say is if, you har- if you're like way too high, way too low, um, you know, we're going to chime in here and there. But if there's any times where you completely disagree or completely agree, just say so. I'll do the same. That way that we'll give the audience knowing where we feel on each pick. Also, but, you guys uh, pay attention because I kind of want to see your top 15s, 30s, whatever yeah. you got for us. It's fun to discuss. Yeah, last month Brad put on the Facebook page uh, his top 10 and asked everybody else. And I thought tons of people chimed in giving their top 10s. Almost everybody's looked 9 of 10 the same what list or what spot they were in was obviously different. There was a couple players stone here or there, maybe some favorites or whatever. Well, let's go ahead and kick her off. It's the reigning NBA champ, the King. It's LeBron yeah. James. I, I, for me, that's, that's the consensus number one. And it's my number one. I, I feel like if, if you don't have him number one, you truly just dislike his style, not his production and what he's done. Yep. Um, number two, uh, I find it hard to believe some people I talk to, just want to sort of forget the caliber of player he is. We don't assume injuries on the show, and he's full health. Kevin Durant is the second best player in the NBA, and you can argue it. I don't know if you will, but um, Durant's got to be the guy at number Massively two. Massively agree. I would have also taken him there. Uh, for me, number three is is... Again, I think it's pretty consensus. If you don't have this player three, you probably have him two. Some probably have him one, but it's Giannis. I have Giannis at two, or at three, sorry. 
That is your pick. So I got to write them on our consensus list. But I massively disagree. Okay. Giannis is my seven. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Um, number four. Number four. Um, I'm going to go Luca, who I have on my list ahead of Giannis. But Luka okay. Doncic is... Um, I think he's got the potential to to jump a lot of spots this year. I think it's uh, remember he's only 22, and the stuff that he's doing again he's only 22, and the things he's done and is going to do in the NBA are so fun to watch. The Slovenian man. Two quick points. I agree with what you said. I think he'll jump spots, but right now we're doing this based off where I feel. I massively disagree. I yeah. have him around nine. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that'll it'll be interesting. Um, definitely somebody I would have put above him, Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Kawhi is my, my five, so I'm not going to disagree too much because he lands at five on our list. Um, we can't pass on this guy anymore. Anthony Davis at number six. Yep. Uh, he's He's got to be, he's got to be there. Uh, for me, this player has been forgotten and I understand why but Steph Curry. I 100% agree. He's at six on my list, seven on ours. That's good. Uh, number eight, best center in the game, Nikola Jokic. Wow. I'm gonna, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him at number eight. I don't, I don't massively disagree. I don't agree, but I don't massively disagree. I would have probably put Harden, and therefore I'm going to put Harden next at nine. Gotcha. He's a sandwich between us. I had him at 10. Yeah. Um, number nine, the closest thing to Curry we have, Damian Lillard, or number ten, excuse me, yeah, he's number 10. nine on my list. Yep. But uh, Dame, Dame time. Yeah. Um, th- this is gonna be uh, this might be a shock to some people. Jason Tatum. Okay. Um, he's not too far off, but I just want to give a quick update to people. The top ten from ten to one. Yeah. Dame, fine. Harden, Jokic, Curry, AD. Kawhi, Luka, Giannis, Durant, LeBron. Those 10 guys are all up in your guys' 10s somewhere. Yeah. Um, um, we're going to put Tatum at 11. I love Jason Tatum. I tried to be a little unbiased. He was my number 13. Okay, so we're slightly off there. Okay. Yep. Uh, my number 12, I'm going to put Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Great player. Uh, this is where it gets kind of shaky because there's a lot of players that I feel like are good players but can't can't win a title by themselves. Right. That's where we kind of fall in here. So based off of production and based off of talent, we'll go Joel Embiid next. I have no problem with Embiid. Um, my next pick is pretty easy because I think just like they were in the playoffs, it's the most similar player to him. We're going to put Jamal Murray next at number 14 um he's been a good player people have slept on his production but he's been an all-star um i think last year's postseason with his coming out party i think him and Jokic will be a force this year okay this might shake the room up too um this is based solely off his production in the playoffs last year and i'm hoping he can build off it hopefully his his age hasn't caught up to him um he's obviously younger than lebron but at the same time not everybody's lebron uh we'll go jimmy butler here um, funny thing here, uh, Jimmy Butler at 15 was my 15 on my list. I think we, 
He's right there in the sweet spot. Yep. Um, his fit in Miami is fantastic, and it's fascinating to see where it's going to take him and where he's going to take them. Yeah. Um, number 16, I understand he's had some postseason issues, but um, I don't think he deserves to go any lower. I'm going to put Paul George here at number 16. I would have let him fall a little bit longer, only because the player that I'm going to select I think is several spots above him. Uh, Bradley Beal at 17. So Bradley, I, I, I think we will. I think we'll find out how good Bradley Beal is this year playing with Westbrook. I'm hoping he gets more opportunities on offense. Um, I'm struggling here with 18. It's between two guys, but uh, I'm going to give it to the big man. He just plays on a sorry team. Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I think Cat is an extremely good player. I think he's kind of underrated because of his team's production. But again, this is kind of the area where guys need help. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to leave. I, I feel uneasy with this one, but I'm all right because of how, how hard he plays. It's Russell Westbrook at 19. That was the guy I knew we would disagree on the most. And I'll just put it out there so people can uh, give me some slack if they want. He was my number 30, Russell Wilson or Russell Westbrook. It's my 30. Um, number 20. Um, gosh, I really hope he adds a three point shot to his game this year. But Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons. And what I kind of wanted to comment a little bit on with um, with Paul George is Although sometimes offensively they lack, they are both really good defensive players. They get it done on both ends of the floor. So Ben Simmons. We we massively disagree. I think Ben Simmons is a great player, but I think if you swapped Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons today, I think the Sixers would be favorites, if not one or two coming out of the East. That's how much better he is than Simmons, in, in my opinion. Remember, Ben Simmons still isn't very old. I believe he's 25 years old. So yes, he's still he is younger. Run. He is younger for sure. Um, where are we at? 21 now, right? 21. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's go ahead and give that to Devin Booker. I can't create, it's crazy. He's still on this list, but 21 Devin Booker. Booker. Uh, I'm going to go with his running mate, CP three at 22. Um, what he was able to do at the thunder last year. Um, he's just a true, true point guard. If he can truly replicate that, the Phoenix suns will have every bit of business being in every game this year and contending for a playoff spot. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Absolutely. 23. He's injured, but I would still take him healthy. It's Clay Thompson. Yep. I'm glad you said Clay because uh, him and the next guy here, um, Rudy Gobert. I think uh, Rudy. um, I know sometimes when you make these lists, centers are overlooked. But when you talk about guys like Jokic, Cat, Embiid, Rudy, they're at the top of the game. Yeah. Uh, Now, I think we're, we're, we're... We're getting in a section where it's a lot of younger players, a lot of players that have a chance to flip-flop in where we, we view them at the beginning of this year versus the end. But a player that I like a lot coming in this year, Trey Young. Trey Young. Um, the only thing I have with Trey Young is he's one spot ahead of a guy I think should be right above him, and that's Kyrie Irving. That's fine. I understand that. If he wasn't such a basket case... I would have agreed with you. I, I try and look at the talent on the court. I get I get he's it. been his most successful at LeBron James. He's got Durant, who we have right behind LeBron. Let's let's see what he can do. Truly, and I would love to hear people's opinions. I think Trey Young is Kyrie Irving. I think they're the same guy. 
they're the same player. They both have handles. They both like to shoot it from deep. Um, obviously, Trey's probably a much more cocky player than Kyrie was at this age, but I think they're pretty similar as far as what they do at game. Their size, everything pretty much compares. Um, 27. This dude balled out in the playoffs, unfortunately got hurt in the finals. I think it's Bam. I like that pick a lot. That's where I yeah. would have him as well. He has to um, be in the 30, and we're obviously threading hairs here. I actually had him at 25 on my list, and again, that's with Russ at 30, so fill him in. We're about right there. Um, 28, I'm going to take Zion. Um, it's tough to take him over the other rookie, but I'm, I'm going to give Zion the slight edge coming into this year. I would have flopped Zion with this next guy. It's John Morant for me. Yeah, they're very close, and it's crazy to have a one-two punch come out of the draft so successful. Yeah, And to round it out, I'm going to go with uh, a guy who used to be labeled as the poor man's Kevin Durant. He went to the Pelicans, and with better coaching and a better environment for him, he exploded last year. I expect that to continue. Brandon Ingram of the Pelicans. Is there a player you that did not land on this list that you wish could have made it? For me, it's Kyle Lowry. Um, actually, it's funny. It's his teammate at 28. I had Pascal Siakam. Okay. He didn't oh. end up making the cut. Yeah. That was fun. I liked that. Yeah. Um, I hope again, the audience did too. Yeah, for the listeners, I know it might have been hard to keep up with. Maybe you have some arguments for certain players. But again, we will be posting this list maybe in a day or two, give you guys time to listen to it, and then we will ask for uh, for your list. Part of the yeah. fun. Keeping yeah. you guys included. You guys uh, giving us your opinions keeps the pot alive. So with that said, uh, we're going to go right into our 2020-2021 NBA season predictions. Um, we're going to give you guys East and West predictions. We're going to give you MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved Player, Final Predictions. And we're going to go. We're going to look into some of these teams that are really interesting. Maybe can overachieve, underachieve. Um, let's go ahead and start with the East projections. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll start it here. Number one, we're going to go one to eight this time. A little different than what we do in our power rankings, but uh, this is how I project them to finish the 2021 NBA season. Coming out of the East, the Milwaukee Bucks coming in at number one. Okay. Uh, coming in at number two, Boston Celtics. Number three, the Miami Heat. Number four, the Brooklyn Nets. Number five, the Toronto Raptors. Number six, the Philadelphia 76ers. Number seven, the Atlanta Hawks. Number eight, the Washington Wizards. Okay. I'll go ahead and let you give your eight, and then we can discuss lots of stuff. We are going to uh, we are going to disagree quite a bit, which is fun. I like when we disagree. But yeah. number one, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. I think they're Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. Number two, the Philadelphia 76ers. Number three, Brooklyn, KD and Kyrie. Four, the Miami Heat. Five, Boston Celtics. Six, the Toronto Raptors. My seven and eight are flipped. I have Wizards at seven, Hawks at eight. Okay, let's start from the top. Yeah. We both agree with Milwaukee. I'll give a, a quick reason why. Giannis resigned. He seems locked in. They went out and got Drew Holiday for him. I like what this team 
has the potential to do. We'll talk about finals later, but as far as regular season, they'll be great. Their division they play in, they obviously play a lot of divisional games. They went 13-1 and in that last year. I don't see that changing. Their division's not good. Um, their only runner-up in that division as far as comp- competition was the Indiana Pacers. They made the playoffs last year. I have them out. Seems like you do as well. I, I think they roll through that division and easily keep the one seed. I think um, the coach is going to start leaning on Chris Middleton to become more of a scoring option. They see how much they need him in the playoffs. They're going to have to start preparing for that in the regular season. The addition of Drew Holiday, I think, might be the single best acquisition by a a high-seed playoff team. Drew Holiday is a true and true point guard, and defensively, he's a monster. Um, They've got the big Brooke Lopez. I think this team's starting five can compete with any other starting five in the NBA. And obviously you have two-time MVP Giannis. That's where it starts and ends for this team. So um, although they could not finish one, I don't see this team. Their floor would be the three seed. I think they're they're an easy pick for the one seed. Uh, I agree. I think their floor would probably be the three seed as well. Uh, for two, I had the Celtics. I think a lot of that has to do with where I foresee this team this year. Um, I have them with the number 11 player, uh, Jason Tatum, on our on our list. And, he, I mean, he's a player that I could see cracking into that top 10. Uh, he gets better every single year. Obviously, he was kind of thrust into that role from, a, from being a rookie and has never really left it. I mean, it's been naturally fit for him. Uh, they're one of the best coach teams in the league. I like what this team's able to do. Obviously, you disagree, and I'd love to hear why. I think the one thing that this team may lack is the point guard play has been has been subpar Kemba Walker obviously has dealt with some issues uh Gordon Hayward leaving but to be honest I don't think that's much of a problem for them uh I like this team to assert themselves at two I don't think they dropped too far under that but obviously so so Boston Boston's my five and um, just getting into Boston, first of all, Andy, my cousin, I know he's a big watcher of the podcast, Celtics fan. I'm sorry I get, did you guys dirty at five. But Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I really like these four players, and I love Jason Tatum. You have him at 11, I had him at 13. I, he, he's, a, he's right outside the top 10. However, I don't like that Jason Tatum is their power forward. Their centers, Tice and Thompson, and when you look at Bucks, 76ers, Nets, Heat, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, the top teams in the league, the Jazz even, they have dominant bigs. And it seemed like when they played the Heat or when they play the 76ers, they struggle with the big man. And I know they beat the 76ers a few times in the last few years, but Joel Embiid has had some career days against the Celtics. And I just think that right now there's a lot of good bigs. And when you're forcing Jason Tatum to play power forward, I just feel like defensively you're going to give up a lot of second-chance points. I, this team can can catch fire on the offensive end. Mm. But I just think that when, when you look at – I think they will be out-rebounded heavily or out-rebounded in most of their games. And I'm not saying they don't have a chance once they're in the playoffs because Boston can hang with anybody. I think the top five or six in the East are very competitive. The East is more balanced than it's been in a long time. Absolutely agree. But like when you take the Nets with DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen, and you take the 76ers with Embiid, the Bucks even have Giannis, who's big, like, and uh, Brooke Lopez. I just I don't like their size. I think the team's too small. 
and I think that's going to lose them some games throughout the regular season. And I think they're going to lean too heavily on Tatum. I think his production is going to directly correlate with their wins and losses. So I have them at five. You have them at two. But I really like Boston. I just think size you, is an issue. You brought him up, and then you kind of dismissed him. Tristan Thompson. They literally brought him in for that exact reason. I just don't think he's good enough. Interesting. I, I don't think I Tristan think he's a high-energy player that can get get you some rebounds, and I think he can at least defend <laughs> the players that you're referencing. I like Boston to be much better than than the five seed. What, what's what's their ceiling? I think their ceiling is the two the two seed. I think that's if they play their absolute best. What's their I think, floor for you? I think their floor is the sixth seed. So I have them playing a little bit. I, I have them taking a little bit of a step backwards. They're okay. going to be a playoff team, but with the Heat getting another year, the new look Nets, and you're going to find a a common theme today. I am very high on the 76ers. That's where we did it for the most, and I think that's going to be one of the biggest changes. They're your two, correct? 76ers are my two. Let's go right into them. Why do you have them at two? 76ers, um, I think that the coaches have not put enough emphasis on forcing Ben Simmons to shoot from range, which I think he's capable of. I think Doc Rivers is a massive upgrade. They bring in Seth Curry, who's got the second highest three-point percentage in NBA history at 44%. You have Danny Green. He's coming off. He's three-time champion, can can shoot the three ball, defend well. Tobias Harris's best career year was when he was at the Clippers under Doc Rivers. I think they're going to get a lot out of him. And Joel Embiid, I, I think this is the year that, that we're talking maybe possible MVP candidate, top five player in the league. I think Embiid can make huge leaps. And with you look at the range they've added, and if they ask Ben Simmons to shoot two threes a game, that's 163s on the season. If if there's any game he catches fire or starts to improve his range, Ben Simmons becomes a real headache. And if he's their second and third option with Harris and some three-point shooters around him, I think Phil, I think Doc Rivers is a huge addition to this team. I think the 76ers will be vastly improved. Yeah, I think I think your representation of the Sixers and mine are just different at this right. point. Um First off, I like the Sixers. I've said this for, I feel like, like two years now. They're the deepest starting five in the league. They have, like, the most... For instance, if you were to put them on 2K, all their players are above 80. You know what I mean? They're just good players. But they haven't really made anything happen with it. They did upgrade at coach. I I agree there. But I think they're extremely limited at point guard. I disagree. I don't think Ben Simmons can shoot the ball. I don't think that we'll see that. Um, I think that he is nothing more than a distributing point guard that is extremely good at driving the lane. I mean, he's Derrick Rose without a jump shot. Taller than Derrick Rose. But he's just extremely limited. I mean, Derrick Rose couldn't really shoot from three, but he could go he can go middle of the pack. I mean I guess that's it. I think um I think it boils down to Ben Simmons. Yeah. I'm a believer in Ben Simmons and you are definitely he's gotta show me first. And I totally understand that. Um, to piggyback off of a, a little quote I heard earlier from Nick Wright, which I kind of put into this in my thought process, if it's not working, their backup plan is getting rid of Ben Simmons and a lot of other things possibly for James Harden. And if you put James Harden with Joel Embiid and you're able to keep Tobias Harris, I think that's deadly because James Harden and Joel Embiid, that's two top 10 players. I mean, Embiid, we didn't have him quite in the top 
ten, but he's he's close. He's right outside there. So no, he's a great player, and he has he has top ten potential. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, we'll move on to number three. I believe you had the Heat. I have the Nets. You have the Nets. Okay. Do you have the Heat at four? I do. Okay, so we're, we swap there, but that's fine. Uh, let's talk about the Nets first. First off, I love the Nets. I like what they are. I like their three best players as far as um, what they can bring to the table. Who do you have as their third best player? Karis LeVert. Okay. Go ahead. I think some people could probably put Dinwiddie or maybe even uh, Allen. Or, but for me, it's it's. Karis That's fine. I, I agree, but I just I was yeah. just curious. Yeah. Um, I love this team as far as what they bring to the table. Their what what their scoring potential is. They have a brand new head coach, and when I mean brand new, meaning he's never coached a game. Steve Nash. Okay. They have a player coming off an Achilles injury, and again, I, I'm assuming that he's going to be just fine. Um, they have a point guard who's had uh, he's had issues since he's left LeBron as far as ruining teams. I mean, the Nets have been better with him off the court than they were with him on the court last year. Probably needed Kevin Durant to to tell him when to shut up. You know, I just uh, I don't believe in this team as a title contender, and I don't think they have championship pedigree. And for that, I have them underneath the team that I believe has championship pedigree, and that's the Miami Heat. But I'll let you go. What about the Nets? Um, the Nets, um, <clears throat> I, I just – Durant's easily the best player in the Eastern Conference for me right now. Agree. Uh, and that's including Giannis being in there. I think he's that far ahead at number two. Um, I think this team has the ability to put out a – functional starting five or five situationally that no other team can do. If they play DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen, Kevin Durant, Karis LeVert, Kyrie Irving, that is a massive team defensively, and they don't lack any offense there either. I think this team, a lot of people think, oh, well, this team has potential to be the number one offense, but their defense is going to suffer for that or – I don't think that. I think the Nets are going to be just fine defensively. You talked about Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, all coming off the bench potentially. Um, you, I, I just think the team that they started in the postseason that actually played well is almost your entire second unit now. You add DeAndre Jordan, I believe, is going to start. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Dinwiddie. But then you're going to have Karis LeVert and Jared Allen coming in as the second unit. And I think Karis LeVert has a real opportunity to be sixth man of the year this year. I think the Nets are a little bit deeper than people give them credit for. And uh, I think they have two towers defensively. DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen, one of them is going to be in the game the whole time. One of them. And that's that's a nice little comfort to have that you got a guy in the low box that, that can just play defense very well. So I like them. And quite honestly, I think the Heat were um, – I think they were a little love story last year. I don't know if they can repeat that. I'm hesitant on them. I have met the four seed, which I think they were the five seed last year. Um, I don't know. I think they were just one of the teams that somehow benefited from the bubble. I think the uh, after the first round, if they've got to go to Milwaukee, to Philadelphia, to Brooklyn, they're all the way down in Miami. If they are the four or five seed, they're going to have you know a lot more travel to, to northern teams. Bam Adebayo, I like him. I like Jimmy Butler, Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson. I just, for some reason, I don't, 
I think this team is going to drop a lot of games in the regular season. What they do in the postseason, I think they're a different team when they can game plan for another team with Eric Spolstra and, you know, Jimmy Butler leading the charge. So I think in the playoffs they can be good. But in the regular season, I, I just think they're going to drop a lot of games when they can't sit down and game plan for one team over the course of the series. So I like the Nets kind of just off talent. I think you got to score points, and I think they have more offensive talent. So for me with the Heat, I kind of agree with you, but I kind of don't. So obviously they are. there's two teams that are coming off a, a lack of rest, the Heat and the Lakers, obviously. Um, I think the, the Heat will have some problems with rest early on. But ultimately, I think this team's going to ride high on where they finished, and they're going to overachieve. Spoiler. They're going to overachieve a little bit because I don't think they're as talented as the Nets or the Sixers, but I think they're going to ride so high in the regular season, take every game for granted and go hard because that's how they get to the finals and they're just going to outwork everybody. And then they're going to run into some blockades later, but I have them at three because of how I feel they will probably, they'll probably end up being, you know? Yeah. That I just, you know, again, I, I think the heat are, I have them playing better in the regular season than the postseason. You have them playing worse in the regular season, but better in the postseason. Who knows? Uh, we'll keep it moving. Five. Who did you have at five? Boston. Boston. That, Raptors, that's right. right. I had the Raptors. So we've already talked about Boston. Let's go into the Raptors. Where did you have the Raptors? Six. Right, right outside. Okay. The five. So, yeah. So um, at this point, our top six teams have all been discussed and talked about. I have Philly at six. You had Boston at, at mm-hmm. five. And, uh, the Raptors, I think, have an opportunity to make some noise, but they're the team that I'm least. What's the word I'm looking for? I just confidence. don't know. Yeah, I don't have any confidence in them. I mean, they're really their best player is either Siakam, and that's fair, or Kyle Lowry. And both of those teams, in my humble opinion, are second and third tier guys, meaning they need a go-to guy, which <coughs> team was so good when they added Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Like they're just they're role they're great role player teammates. They're not Van Fleet. Yeah, they lose know. Ibaka. I mean, I think that's going to hurt them defensively. Yeah, I don't I don't mind Van Fleet. He's a solid player, but you gave him an eighty eighty million dollar deal, and to be honest, he he can't step off the dribble. He's a catch and shoot guy. I don't know. I just I don't love this team. I think they are well coached. They have championship pedigree. That alone will get them through the fifth seed in the East, I think. I think there's a chance that this is one of the few teams that were a top four seed and could potentially miss the playoffs. I can, um, I can see it. And I, I really think that because some of you guys might be thinking the Raptors are a good enough team, they won't miss the playoffs. But it's like, I guess they're just one of those teams I kind of find like the Raiders. Maybe they are going to go seven and nine and be middle of the pack like the Raptors will be. But it's like, I just look at them like, I just don't see him winning games. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, I have no confidence in their players, but Siakam, Van Fleet, and Lowry, maybe they're, uh, maybe they're not as good as some of the big twos in the league, but they have a nice solid three and they all seem to play well together. And maybe playing in Canada is just a little different. And, but um, I could see if the Wizards or Hawks do get hot, I could see them maybe seating higher than the Raptors. Now, the Raptors are not going to play in Canada this year. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're going to be in Tampa Bay all year. Oh, that's different. Yeah. 
So no uh, hometown crowd for the Raptors all year. No crowd for anybody in the NBA. Are, are they going to have crowds like later in the season potentially, or did they cancel it all year already? I don't know, but they're not doing like the NFL where they're allowing teams to choose. As of right now, it's it's right now it's not. So so I'm saying if they eventually allow fans. Because would allow them, yes. Right, but like it's the Raptors; they're not really going to have a home. If they add crowd or not, they have no home field or home court advantage. Correct. At all, which kind of sucks, but yeah. Uh, we'll keep it moving here to seven and eight. Who did you have at seven? I had Wizards Hawks. You had Hawks Wizards. We'll talk about the Wizards first because I could very easily see this team being the seven seed or even the six seed. Um, I really like the Washington Wizards. We argued a little bit about this off air on the Real Talk page when this trade went down, brought Wessel Rustbrook to the Wizards. I thought the Wizards massively upgraded. They essentially got an even, I thought the contract was was way worse than Walls, but it wasn't. They're virtually the same contract, which is crazy. It's really crazy because truly they got such a better player in Westbrook and a better teammate. And I'm not, I don't know a lot about John Wall off the court, but Anybody that plays with Westbrook loves Westbrook. He's a great teammate. He comes to practice. He works his ass off, plays hard on the court. I think he's going to have a great statistical season. I think he's going to elevate Bradley Beal that he's never been elevated to. My only issue with the team is who else do they have? Because they've been a very, very, very bad team for so long. I just don't know that they have the actual pieces or anybody that can step up and be a team. This is t- this team for me is what I just I don't even know. They they have two of the be- better players in the East. Therefore, I have them um, in the playoffs. But I also have that I had them at eight um, because yeah. I just don't think there's enough. But go ahead. No, no, I I totally agree with everything you're saying. It's literally their backcourt. Yeah, it's, they got Russ. They got Bradley Beal. Thirty-two games might be enough to get in in the East. Maybe even lower. Um, we talked about how it's eight and eight. Uh, I told you off air, it was hard for me to put two teams in for the East and it was hard for me to leave out two teams in the West. So I think it's just, you know, they're in the, the weaker overall conference. I don't see either of these teams making it past the first round. If they do get in, you've got some teams right outside like the magic or maybe the Hornets with, you know, a little bit of a new look, but with Gordon Hayward going down, I don't think LaMelo ball's good enough. Um, yeah, it's Bradley Beal. I think he can become all all NBA. Russell Wilson or Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook's already been all NBA. I just like I said, same as you. I'm giving their front court or their back court a good enough job that they'll they'll make it into the playoffs. Seventh or eighth seed, that's what it'll be. Okay. Uh as far as my seven, your eight, the Atlanta Hawks. Um again, I told you what I feel about Trey Young. Uh, they went and added Rajon Rondo. They believe they added one of the Bogdanoviches. Yeah, I think it was uh, Bogdan. Yeah, so I like they added this... Al Horford, I believe, too. Al Horford? I think so. Really? Mm-hmm. So he's returning because he used to be a Hawk. Yes, I believe so. Um, we can do a live check here on the pod, um, but yeah. I believe they gained him, too. Well, I love which... that move. That I guess I, I flew, it flew under my radar. Mm-hmm. But I, I like I like the Hawks. I think they have no, a lot of outside shooting. He went to shooting. the Thunder. I'm sorry. He went to the Thunder. Okay. That, there's a good chance he's probably going to be bought out there then. Yeah. My bad. He's not yeah. there anymore. He did so, play there once. You are correct. Yeah. 
But anyway, it doesn't matter. matter. We keep moving. But um, I like the Hawks. I think they have a lot of potential, but I think they have just as much potential to miss the playoffs. Again, the East, when you're talking seven, eight, nine, it's just um, 30. Like you said, name. 32 teams is probably or 32 wins is probably going to be enough. I, for, I forget the name, but they did take, a, a, I think, a power forward with the sixth pick in the draft. Um, foreign name. I don't remember it, but he's a good player. He actually played on the team with the LaMelo Ball in their um, AAU, I believe, that, that dominant team. So Well, they do also have Clint Capella. He was a player for the Houston Rockets a couple of years back. He's, he's playing for Atlanta. He's a solid player. Yeah, so that... Those are teams that they just have enough talent to make it in, but unless Trey Young really ascends here in this next next year, can he be the next Dame slash Curry with his shooting ability? Yeah, so we'll see. That's that was this comp coming out of Oklahoma, so we'll we'll see year three because uh, the Mavericks are still loving that trade. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and start with some picks here. Let's go uh, overachiever. Who do you got overachieving in the East? Do you have anybody? In the East, I guess the general perception is the 76ers. I think most people would have them around the 4 or 5 seed. You even had them at 6. I have them at 2. I think the 76ers are going to be a widely entertaining team, and I think they're going to overachieve top 2 seed. For me, it's the Miami Heat. I said that a minute ago. Uh, There's too much against this team for them to be good again. Um, But I think they will be, and I think they will overachieve, especially in in a conference that has a lot of question marks, you know, uh, as we start to go down the list here, the Miami heat, obviously coming off a very long, a short layover. They just played in the NBA finals just a couple months back. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, brand new head coach, um, the Philadelphia Sixers, brand new head coach, the Washington wizards, brand new all-star point guard. There's just a lot of question marks. And I think that the heat will find ways to win games. They'll be competitive, but at the end of the day, It'll because they overachieved in a lot of these teams. Once they get 70 games under their belt, they'll be better than what the heat are today. I think. Yeah. Uh, most interesting team. I think this is probably the easy one, but who do you got? I actually have the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I, I actually do as well. Kyrie and Kevin Durant, Steve, <clears throat> Steve Nash. Everything's brand new. They're pretty deep. Uh, their jerseys are sweet. They're in New York and they're the only New York team. That's good. Um, there's just, there's honestly too many storylines with the Nets. They will never be a bad watch unless injuries decimate them. Um, they're the only thing that's truly new in the East, so they're fascinating. Uh, underachiever, and I don't know that mine makes a lot of sense, but this is who I have. You know, the Washington Wizards, they were 25-47 and 47 last year. I have them as underachieving because truly I think they can be a better they can be better than the eighth seed or even the seventh seed. I know you have them at seventh. They can be better than that, but they won't be. And I have them as the underachiever. Okay. Did you I, have I, anybody in the East? Yeah, no, I do. Um, it's got to be Boston. Okay. I think a lot of people consensus have them as top three. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart's getting more of a role. Kemba, they look at the list and you say, you know, that's a top three team. I have them not getting home field in the playoffs or home court, however you want to. Uh, you know, say that. So, yeah, I think Boston falls to five. And although that's a that's a good season, I think it's underachieving for what Boston's standards are. Okay. Well, I'm ready to go to the West if you are. Yeah, let's run it. Going one to eight again for yep. me. 
Let's go start with number one. It's the L.A. Lakers, the defending NBA champions. Um, I had them at one. At number two, it's the L.A. Clippers. They finished last year at number two. I have them again at two. Number three, it's the Denver Nuggets. They also finished at number three that last year. I have them back at three. Number four, kind of a kind of a jump here. It's the Golden State Warriors. Number five, assuming that James Harden's on their roster, the Houston Rockets. Number six, the Dallas Mavericks. Number seven, the Utah Jazz. Number eight, the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Um, so just to point out a few things, um, you'll get some spoilers when you read my one through eight. Yep. Um, there is one team that was hard for me to leave off, but you also left them off. Yes, and it and was hard ev- for me. Everything, almost everything's the same, but the, okay, we'll just get into it. Let's just get yeah. into it. Let's get Number into one, the Los Angeles Lakers. Number two, the Los Angeles Clippers. Number three, the Denver Nuggets. So our top three are pretty similar. Yes, yes, and I think a lot of people's would be. Number four, the Dallas Mavericks. Easy decision. I know. I, y'all know you? me and Luca. We'll discover that in a minute if you don't know how me and Luca are. We play poker on Thursdays together. He comes over. We crush pizza watching TV. He's been over for the NFL and stuff. He's a friend of the pod. <laughs> Absolutely. Number five, the Golden State Warriors. Um, don't forget about Steph Curry. Number six, the Nireland Pelicans come in at number six. Number seven, Utah Jazz. Number eight, Phoenix Suns. It unravels for the Rockets this year. Lots to talk about here. Lots to talk about. Just we can- tons. We'll start from one, but I feel like we'll probably breeze through. There's tons of storylines from three to ten in the West. Yeah, and that's the thing. Someone had to leave off two. If I'm the guy who's going to take take the slack, and maybe I'm the guy that just, you know, no one wants to say it, but a yeah. rock missed the playoffs. But we can start at one. Why do you have the Lakers at one, Jeff? Is it because they're the best team with two top three players in the NBA and they're the defending champions and they're just really good and they got better and they have the sixth man of the year and the runner-up sixth man of the year award and a defensive player of the year, former and Mark Gasol, or like, is it something else? Everything you just said. (laughs) I don't, there's not too many times. Seriously, I want you to think about this. I want anybody that's listening to think about this. Tell me a time in which a team won the NBA finals in the season next, they're better. They got better. They literally got rid of their weak links and upgraded them. They are better. I love Rajon Rondo. He's actually, he was one of my favorite players in the mid-2000s when he was really starting to catch on. I've always liked Rondo. I like how he plays. Dennis Schroeder is a better player than Rajon Rondo for what this team is. Kyle Kuzma might be the seventh or eighth best player on the roster. And they just signed him to a small deal. I can't believe the deal he just but, signed. But I'm just saying, like, Kyle Kuzma was a starter for them last year. Yeah. Or a very heavy rotational sixth guy. Yeah. He might be their seventh best player or sixth. I mean, you can go nine deep on this roster of guys who could start for other teams. It's incredible. They are, they are absolutely loaded. They will be the best team because they have the best player on the planet. And they have... And really, they found their perfect coach, too. I like their coaching situation. And lots to talk about. We'll, we'll move on. They're, I mean, they're the Lakers. They play tonight against this team, the number two yeah. team. <laughs> and the, LA, the LA Clippers. 
Um, I like this team to finish in the two spot simply because, again, the talent that they have, that they return. Um, you know, they, they, they fire their coach and they kind of, they kind of change a lot, but at the end of the day, they still believe in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And I do too, to an extent to at least keep, keep them to the two seed. I uh, kept them at two simply because they're big two, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, honestly, you know, we always get on these pods, start talking to each other, and sometimes we, we change our picks. or it talks We us talk up. ourselves into it, yeah. I think if I was to, to sit down and redo it, I think I would put the Nuggets at two. I think their duo is simply playing better. But I'll keep it how I have it. Um, Paul George, I think, is going to to have a much better year. I think Paul George in year two steps it up. Kawhi is still that guy. Like, even though he's maybe not super likable, he can ball. I think Lou Williams is going to get an increased role in the offense. Patrick Beverly is still that and that. You know, he can – the whole team. Uh, Zubach, they've got a good center. Um, the team's just good, and I think they have enough. I think they have enough to finish second, although I think that's their ceiling. I don't think they can be the one seed, and I think that we could find them anywhere at 3-4. I agree. We'll keep it to three, though, and it's a team that we both like. It's the Denver Nuggets. Um, you know, this team is, gosh, there's a lot to say about them. They play with a lot of heart. They're very well coached. They never say die. Um, they have two great players that are not selfish at all. They did lose some pieces. They did lose some pieces. Jeremiah Grant's gone. Um, I feel like they lost another piece on that team, too. Uh, I still think they have enough to be great, but I don't have them enough to unseed the number two. I understand why you do because of their top two guys, but um, I like the Nuggets. I think um, Gary Harris being on that team is a good player. Um, he yeah. did not he did not quite make mine, but an, a, a dark horse for most improved player of the year is Michael Porter Jr., um, I think he really started to come alive in the team in the postseason. I think he's completely over that back injury that he had when he was drafted. He's a 6'10 guy that can shoot, play good defense. And the addition, Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap yeah, yeah. is a fantastic player. And you look at that starting five, you know, situationally towards the end of close games, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Porter Jr., Paul Millsap, Jokic. That's an incredibly big team. And I think, although I've talked about Embiid possibly being number one, yeah. To be the number one center, you've got to take off, you know, you got to overthrow Jokic. And uh, this guy can do it all. Shoot the three, ball handle. I really like the versatility of this team. And we all saw what Jamal Murray is capable. And I don't think it's lightning in a bottle. I think this carries into next season. I, as well, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I agree with that. Um, I just think that they're, you know, I agree. Michael Porter Jr., great. Gary Harris, solid. Uh, Paul Millsap, he's towards the end of his career, but he still gets you the buckets. He does what you need him to do. And then obviously Murray and Jokic are just dynamite, dynamite. Literally the nuggets couldn't be happier where they are at. Unfortunately, I think it's a massive drop off from there. I just don't think they have the role players. We'll see, obviously. And they're going to need this regular season to really bolster their roster. They're going to compete with your better teams. Yeah, you got to take everything into consideration, too. And from everything I've heard from from quotes on players in the past or coaches, it's a little harder to play in Denver. It's a little bit of a home yeah. court. Of, 
they might be the only team with that. I think they steal a lot of games in the regular season. And when you factor in Kawhi maybe still resting and uh, some of the off nights Paul George can have, I just think maybe, although playoffs, you know, th- these teams are close, but I think the Nuggets might be able to win some more games than the Clippers. Yeah. Keep it moving here. Uh, you have the Dallas Ma- Mavericks at four. Yeah. You have I, the Warriors. I have the Warriors. And I have them at five. Okay. Let's go ahead and start with the Warriors because I have the Mavericks farther down. Um, the things that I'm going to say are the things that everybody knows. They have a, a great coach. They're returning their best player. Unfortunately, they're not returning their second best player, and that really sucks. It'll be a second straight year without him. It's crazy to think that the Splash Brothers dynasty might be over. It really is. Um, but this team has a lot of good players outside of that. And I feel like people are just glossing over it. And there's there's like this, this weird water that the Golden State Warriors drink because everybody that drinks it hits buckets. You know, uh, they go out and they get Andrew Wiggins. And we haven't seen him play much basketball with Curry. Okay, he's still there. They go out and they still have they still have Draymond Green. They go out and they get um, Kelly Kelly Oberle yeah. Jr. and I think he'll be a dog for them. I just really like what this team does, how they coach players. And at the end of the day, I think we're going to be looking at this team at the end of the year, and Golden State's going to be at four. I think um, I think one of the little knocks on Curry is he's always had a second guy. Well, this is this is his time in the NBA to be to be Dayton, Steph Curry, be the guy who goes out, play 37 minutes a game, drop buckets. You've got Oubre, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, like you alluded to. They draft Jameis Wiseman. I know he hasn't played in 13 months, but he was just sitting out because they knew he was a top three pick in the draft. They've got a real center who, who can play. I just think everyone gets better with Steph Curry. So why wouldn't these guys? Draymond Green is still the the physical upfront leader of the team, you know, as the bravado. But it all runs through Steph Curry. He's full health. Let's not forget who the best point guard in the league is, and it's Steph Curry. And he's that for a reason. He's transcendent. Everybody who, who's good at point guard is honestly trying to mimic Steph Curry. He's that good. And I, I think he's going to be able to do it with the Warriors. I, I think it's going to be a fun watch. It's been so long since we've had fun watching the Warriors because they've been this ugly, dominant, go get Kevin Durant powerhouse. But now it's like you get to watch Steph Curry and kind of enjoy it because it's his team and he's doing it. I like the Warriors. I had them at five. I'm not mad that you have them at four. I just, uh, I don't know. There's there's this guy who plays for, for the Dallas Mavericks. Get right into it. Luca. Luca, I believe this year, I, I can't believe he's only 22, but you watch him play the things that he does. He averaged, what, 30, 10, and 9 by himself against the, the, the Clippers in the playoffs, almost took them down. They, they have Tim Hardaway Jr., they have Trey Burke, they add some pieces who can shoot. Chris Stapps won't be there at the start of the season, but he's coming in late. I still think this team can use one more piece. I do not think that they are going to be full-out title contenders unless Luka exceeds even the the <clears throat> idea I have that he can be. But Luka's so good, I believe he, at the end of this season, 
may even be the second best player in the NBA. I, I don't think he overpasses LeBron. We'll see what Durant, Giannis, all these people have. Maybe that's a conversation more on a list for another day. But Luca, Luca can do things other players simply cannot. He does it at both ends. He does it at a high level, day in, day out. He seems unstoppable on offense. I can't find a weakness to his game. And I think he's going to take the Mavericks to a top four seed. Each year they're going to take a higher and higher step. Yeah, we just kind of disagree. Um... I have them farther down the list. I have him at six. Mm-hmm. And first off, one weakness to his team, he's not a great defender. He's actually almost a liability on defense. Really? I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as far, here's why I say that. What you just said a second ago about the last team, Steph Curry's the best point guard in the game, and everybody's trying to mimic it. The point guard position is the best it has ever been in the history of this league. Everybody is a form of Curry or Luka or Westbrook or everybody can ball and get you 18 and seven a night. Therefore you got to be able to defend him. And he hasn't really been the best defender against them. Um, you know, last year when they were going up against, uh, gosh, I don't even remember who they played in the playoffs, but they were like looking for, they were like, Oh, the Clippers. Yeah. You know, Patrick Beverly was, uh, you know, up on them and he couldn't really defend him, but other guys were seeking him out to, to have him defend them so they could try and hit shots. You know, I, I like Luca. I do. And I like Porzingis. I think he's a great fit, but Porzingis's health kind of questions with me. Um, and I don't think they have the pieces outside of that. You know, they're, they have a great coach. Um, but that's, that's really it for me. I just, I think that, I mean, what seed were they last year? Seven. Uh, they were eight or seven. Well, I think no, they were seven. They were seven. I think- so I, I have them moving up to six, um, even five, potentially with, with we'll talk about the Rockets in a bit, but um, they could even be five. I just don't think they'll be better than the Warriors. I like the Warriors a little more than them this year, but I, I totally get why you're on them. And it would be shocking to see Luca start to light up and just take another step. You know, he's been, you know, he's been uh, an available man since August, October. Well, I don't even remember the playoffs where it's, it feels like it was yesterday, but um, I'm sure he's been working on his game. He's young, you know, he's got a lot to do. So who did you have at five warriors warriors? Okay. So at this point we've talked about pretty much our top five and they're all the same, except I have the rockets, right? So I'm assuming James Harden's on the roster. That's why I have them here. Um, you don't have them in the playoffs at all. Is that because you don't think the Harden will be there or you think they'll miss it even with Harden? Where are you at on that? I think they'll miss it either with Harden. I mean, Harden is showing up late. He looks a little out of shape. Then there's reports earlier today that he's fighting with teammates at practice. Everyone knows he wants out. Um, I wasn't really high on Westbrook or John Wall, and I don't think the John Wall experiment works. Their center's boogie cousins. When's the last time he's played more? I know we don't predict injuries, but, like, he's had two to the same leg now, knee and Achilles. Um this Christian Wood guy, I just, every time they've gone to the playoffs in Harden stint, he's had Capella, then Chris Paul, then he had Russell Westbrook. I don't see that real second guy, because I think Westbrook is better than Wall. And I just don't see them having that second guy in this, this analytics of them just outscoring teams. I think there's so many teams now that can score with them. I think their defense is going to be a huge issue. Their camaraderie. 
Um, you know, they fired their coach. I don't really know if they upgraded. So it's I just don't like this team. And maybe they make the playoffs. But the West is so deep that I just feel like this is the year it unravels. And Harden's gone either midseason or after. But either way, I don't have them. I know a lot of people will because of James Harden. I just, the whole thing gives me just nasty vibes. I just don't like anything about it. If Harden, some reason, is not here at the end of the year, it shakes up this entire list for me because Houston would drop down to probably 11 or 12 for me. And then everybody would move up a spot. And at that point I'll give you my nine. But the only reason I have them here is Harden, just to be clear that yeah. he plays, he plays the whole season with them. Cause I think Harden by himself with four random dudes, just he, he's a baller. I'm not saying he's winning a title. No, right, right. He'll, he'll, get, get, he'll get to the five seed. Yeah. Um, we'll keep it. We'll go to six. I, who did you have at six? I, this is my uh, the Pelicans. I the Pelicans. Okay, I did not have the Pelicans making the playoffs, so this is an interesting one for me. Obviously, I had the Houston Rockets. You didn't have them. You have the Pels. I don't. Um, tell us about the Pels. So, so Lonzo Ball, um, I think not only is he becoming a better and better player, I think the trade worked for both teams. Absolutely. So both teams this won is, that. This is a win-win. And Lonzo, I, I think he's starting to shoot more. You know, he came in the league, missed some bad shots. Everyone, you know, jumped him. Your shot's broken. But he's starting to figure it out. And you can see in the preseason, he's hitting shots with confidence. He's in stride. And he's a big, lengthy defender. Then you go to the two, J.J. Redick. One of the most deadly shooters in the league over the past decade. It, it, he just adds range to their game. Yep. But where it really starts to get good is the three and four. Brandon Ingram ascended last year. He took off. He's an all-star. Brandon Ingram can get you 30 a night. I truly believe that. And I think he will do that in New Orleans. However, after getting the fitness right, you add Zion now. He's been so incredibly efficient in the few minutes he's played. I expect his role to expand. I think Zion comes on. You really look at this young nucleus of players, and it's like they got points. They're big. They they're going to play good defense. They're a nightmare in transition. And then what do they need? They need a center. And they go to OKC and they acquire Steven Adams. Again, this whole team we, we talked about on the pod or the Facebook uh, uh, page a little bit. Zion's the youngest or the oldest tenured player longest on this team. No one's been a Pelican longer on the roster right now than Zion. And you add guys coming off the bench such as Josh Hart. I think this team's going to win a lot of games. And I think if they get slept on, they're going to be a real problem because Again, defensively, I think that's where they're going to be, win a lot of games. You, you look at everyone on their roster, even the guys that can score points, they can all defend. And I just think that the Pelicans are the team this year that really shakes up the West. You make a lot of great points. I love the Pelicans as a watch. Like watching them on an NBA Friday night, that's a fun watch to me. I don't think they have any sort of leadership. Steven Adams is probably their biggest leader on the team. I would have to assume he's one of their captains. Okay. I don't love their coaching situation. Stan Van Gundy, I don't think is a home run hire at all. I think that's a bad hire. Honestly, he's, he's, he hasn't had success since he had Dwight Howard in his young days. He was terrible in Detroit. Um, I don't think he's the right guy. I don't love Lonzo ball as a point guard, but I think he's a great fit for this team because they don't need him to be, um, you know, I just talked a minute ago about point guards being 18-7 guys. 
most of them are. He's not. You know, he's more of a 12, 9, and 6 guy. And that fits what, they, what they're trying to do. And I love how big they are with, with Zion and Steven Adams. And I love their shooters, you know, Hart and Reddick and, and Ingrams. He's coming in. But I just don't think they have any veterans on their team. I, I think they lack that is the biggest thing. Um, they had the same issue as the Mavericks for me, except the Mavericks are better because they have Luka, who's far and away better than anybody on their team. So I think that's why I just have them lower. I think um, listening to you talk about it, I think your reasons for skepticism are valid. But I, I think if it does click, if Van Gundy is the right hire, and maybe the veteran stuff hurts him in the playoffs. But in the regular season, this team's young. They have had 200 days of rest. I think this team is just going to be up and down the floor constantly. And, you know, in the most of these games, you're going to find teams playing in the half court back and forth. And the Pelicans are going to be that team on a random Thursday. You fly to New Orleans. It's New Orleans. Maybe you're having a little fun while you're down there. You go to play the Pelicans. And they're just up and down the floor. I, I just think they're going to steal a lot of – there's going to be a lot of weeks I think we get on the pod to talk about NBA and be like, the Pelicans beat the Clippers last night? Like, I didn't think that was going to happen. Or the Pelicans beat the Bucks last night? Like, not that they should, but I, maybe it hurts them in the postseason. I yeah. just think they're going to be able to win a lot of games with their play style and their ability – and I think that's what shakes up the West. I think the Pelicans come in, maybe not as high as the six, but they're in the playoffs. I think the Pelicans, they, they're in the playoffs. Interesting. I have to leave them out, but it's it's for good reason. We'll get there. Um, so we're done with one through six, correct? You've given yep. me your six team. That was the Pelicans. What's your six, the Rockets? My, my six was the Mavericks. Oh, okay. Yeah, we talked yeah. about them. Yeah, yeah. And I would move them up a spot, obviously, if Harden wasn't. Uh, number seven, we, we are the same, the Utah Jazz. And eight sons. Okay. So as far as the Jazz, you know, I think we both agree. They have two great players. Um, matter of fact, they got even more. I mean, they're just a well-balanced team. Uh, I think they took a pretty big – Mitchell took a huge step in the playoffs last year, um, trading buckets with Murray and, and really becoming um, what we assume could be a 25- to 30-point guy a night. And I think that they will uh, – They'll be great in the West. Unfortunately, I think this team's gonna probably they're gonna they're gonna feast on East victories and not so much West, and therefore I have them lower. Yeah, um, same thing. Um, Mitchell and Murray are right there for me on the list. I think they are for a lot of people, and I think that was one of the funnest storylines or matchups in the playoffs. Watching those two do that, and then how they see each other in the bubble, they go back out, they drop forty against each other. Um, Jokic and Gobert are different players, same position though. So those teams match up in a real fun way. Um, they missed Conley a little bit in the playoffs. You could tell that, but I think seven's an appropriate team. I think they will struggle against the top eight teams, but anybody in the bottom eight, they'll slaughter. I think they're a good middle of the pack team. And I think a seven or eight seeds right about where they should be. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, number eight, Phoenix Suns. We both have them there. Mm-hmm. I think it's for one obvious reason for both of us. They added Chris Paul, who basically transformed the team that everybody projected was going to be a lottery team and made him a playoff team. 
In the West. In, in the West. <laughs> in the West. And I think you would agree, Devin Booker is better than any player that OKC had last year. So yeah, when, when you Booker, add Chris, yeah. Devin Booker needed this. Yes. And maybe maybe it's just buying into the hype because everyone's on the, the Suns. I think their ceiling is the sixth seed. I don't think they're crazy. But DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul plays well with every center he plays with. Steven Adams, you know, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, all the big guys. You, Chris Paul doesn't miss the playoffs. He's just not going to miss the playoffs. You, you got to put him in there. And again, like you alluded to, he's on a better team now. And this is what the Phoenix Suns need. It's a perfect fit. You know, everyone's like, where's Chris Paul going? Is he going to play with LeBron? This and that. And then the Suns sign him, everyone's like, that makes a ton of sense. Absolutely so if it makes it does. sense, I'm going to put him in the playoffs, number eight. They're, they're going to win a ton of games. And Chris Paul's going to help Devin Booker ascend into a player we'll be talking about for the next 10 years. Yeah. And I think this team also has the ability to be even better than the eight seed. That's definitely, I just think that they're going to get in. And I think they're going to be eight. Yeah. So I'll talk about my nine team just in case the Houston Rockets obviously to. do implode. We have to. Um, and obviously you left them out too. Mm-hmm. And we didn't talk about this before air. I, 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 I yeah. felt bad. It hurt. Off. It hurt. It hurt more than leaving the Rockets and, off. And, and everybody knows who this team is. It's the Blazers. It's Same Damian time. Lillard. It's CJ McCollum. And do they still have Aldrich? No, no, he's with. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone along. Yeah, yeah. Gone along. yeah I apologize they, they... to the real talk listeners, whether <laughs> you're watching or listening. Lamarcus Aldridge, I think it was like 1800 BC when he played for the Trailblazers. He's been on the shirt <laughs> for like, oh geez. Oh, Ooh. we needed a good laugh. We needed a, a good long laugh. day. Okay. You know, I. The the problem is here. Dude, Mello. Everybody in there. I like Mello. He hasn't resigned yet, to my knowledge, correct? I think he's there. Oh, is he? Okay. Regardless, this team, if we're putting in the playoffs, it's strictly because of Dame. Every other team is better than them. And I have a question for you, um, because I think we're the same way. It's literally, what can can Dame do? Is CJ going to step up? But I asked one question, because they're compared a lot. Warriors, Trailblazers. Swap Curry and Lillard. Where are they at? Where are the Warriors? Where are the Warriors? Where are the Blazers on your on your playoffs if you swap Curry and Lillard? Warriors are just as good. Only because of the coaching. I mean, if Lillard was playing with Golden State this entire time, he would have as many rings. I've just been exactly going into this No Clay Thompson. The, the roster I, there. I will say this. I think that the Blazers would be a better team, though. I agree. Because Curry so is better than Lillard. Correct. I know a lot well, of people take Dame. But I would also say Damian Lillard would step right into Curry's shoes and be just fine with all the talent they've yeah. had and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but for me, I had the Pels at 10. I know you had them in the playoffs. We straight um, up switched the Rockets and Pelicans. Which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a bold prediction. I really I get that, but... It's where, I, it's where I'm at. Yeah, there's another team that neither of us have, have talked about. This is just how it shows you how deep the West is. The Timberwolves. They I have, I wanted the number one pick in the draft. They have D'Angelo Russell, Car Anthony Towns. They're Anthony. set up. They're set up to be great, but they're not good enough to beat these teams. 
I just got to see it first. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, insert Anthony Edwards. What can they do for me? Because I couldn't even name the two other guys starting for him. I just don't know who they are. I'm not saying they're good or bad, but. Yeah. Gosh. I'm with you. I'm with I you. I like Cat a lot. And you got to feel like he's playing for a lot with all the stuff he's gone through in COVID that, yeah. that people know about. So. Well, let's uh, let's go into most interesting of the West. There's a lot of choices here. I I have Warriors down simply because I want to see Curry without a second true Hall of Famer, without Clay, without Durant. What can Curry do? It, he's been gone with the broken hand. It kicks off tonight against Kevin Durant, so it'll be really fun to see if Curry you know, shadows a little bit, or if we see him really step up and say, look, I was here the whole time and it really was because of me. So I'd like to see. So I actually have the same, but because you said I'll switch it. Phoenix Suns also very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Adding Chris Paul makes them. Gosh, I I think their ceiling is probably the four seed. I think they could go all the way up there, depending on, depending on what Paul does to Aiton and how much Booker takes a leadership role with Paul and just skies. I think this team could really move. Um, Overachiever this year. Pelicans. For me, it's easy. It's the Pelicans. A lot of people have them missing the playoffs, young team. I have them all the way at six. Um, I'll be curious to to revisit this here in, in four months, but I really like what the Pelicans have done, and I think it starts to come together about two or three weeks into the season. And they just run with it, man. I like the Pelicans. For me, it's the Dallas Mavericks. And I think that they have a ceiling as high as as four or even three, like you had kind of alluded to. But they would be completely overachieving. In my opinion, they have one good player and then some solid players. They don't have a second best player. What if Dirk comes back? (laughs) Dirk! They just don't have that second player, yeah, you know, and they're the only team. I watch out for Tim Hardaway Jr. I like just, Tim Hardaway, but he's he's 14 a night. That's not good enough. He was more than 14 a night with the Knicks. I'm curious to see now he is the second option outright. Luca moved to point guard. He's no longer the two. Tim Hardaway is the three. I'd like to see if we can see that Knicks Hardaway, because if Hardaway gets up to 22 a night, and you've got Luca going 27, you know, 8 and 5. Yeah. That's a really good one-two punch. They get Chris Stapps back. We start getting the ball rolling. They win the championship. What? I'm just kidding. But um, I I just think Luca's that guy. He's going to make everyone better. Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr., some Michigan guys. We'll see what they do. But yeah, they might overachieve, and maybe I'm just on the hype train before everyone else. I just I think they're going to overachieve. They just don't have a lot of talent. They just really don't. And – I think they will be a they will be a top free agent destination here very soon because Luca likes to pass the ball and I think people are gonna jump on that train and be like, wait a minute, this dude's kinda like LeBron. Like he he's a pass first guy. Yeah, he can score, but he's a pass first guy. So just to yeah. clarify, I know you didn't, but like he's not saying Luca's LeBron, but he's a similar play style. Yeah. Way less athletic, but a very similar type yeah, of guy. For the love of God, I did not just say <laughs> Luca is I know you know crazy i've just clarified that but um (laughs) underachiever the houston rockets they missed the playoffs they they've made the playoffs eight straight years it does not reach nine 
That's fair. Um, for me, it's the Blazers. They're, uh, yeah, Trailblazers is an acceptable answer. If I didn't have yeah. the Rockets so crazy, I would yeah. totally understand. And it just sucks because I love the Blazers. I love Damian Lillard. I just don't think they have enough to get into the playoffs this year. They needed a miracle in the bubble to get in over the Grizzlies and Suns. So it's like if they're the first team out, it, they just got to accept Damian Lillard needs help. You know what I mean? They kind of yeah. they got to get him something. And if no one wants to go to Portland – Damian Lillard can wear that loyalty vest all the way to the grave, or he can go seek out the Mavericks and play with Luka. Whatever. I mean, I don't care. But It's uh, crazy. I just don't feel like we've even – I don't even feel like we've ever talked about anybody potentially going to Portland. That's just never a thing. It's him and CJ until they just I – mean, They're a poor version of the Splash Bros. They really are. But, but they're more mid-range. Yeah, uh, Lillard's got range, but McCollum doesn't have that kind of range. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go into awards. We're we're coming to a close here pretty soon. Um, let's start with uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Rudy Gobert, Jazz Center. I think he has a monster year with the Jazz, him and Donovan Mitchell, and maybe they start to attract. Maybe they'll give up everything else for one big third star. We'll see. But I like Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. I like Bam. Bam out of Bayou. I just think that uh, he takes that next step and just being a, a physical player, the Heat are going to need it too. Um, he has a lot to build on. He just signed that that big deal, and I don't know. I like what he can bring to the table. They've kind of been boring good, but I think we both agree. Anthony Davis is also very much in that conversation. Oh, and Giannis, yeah. Um, most improved player? Ben Simmons. He adds that range. I think Ben Simmons becomes – I think he'll be the all-NBA first team. I think he's got a real shot. I think he's – because of his size and athletic ability, he's always been one of the top defending point guards. He's elite in transition. And once he starts putting up that three ball, which Doc Rivers is going to make him do, he's going to be the most improved. And I had a second choice on the same team, Tobias Harris. I think Doc Rivers changes this team up. And that's why I have him at two. And the 76ers are going to be a nightmare for the NBA this year. Ben Simmons is my answer, though. Mine's the best player that was in the playoffs last year that last year that didn't win a title. It's Jamal Murray. Um, 18.5 points per game last year. He he increases that this coming year. He's he's in 23 to 26 range for me. I think he's at least five points per game up. And the the Jazz they need it, and they'll they'll be. So much better off when he's getting those 24 a night, 25 a night, 26 a night. Mm-hmm. But I think he at least adds 25 points to his game. That's why I didn't want to go too high and say, you know, 10. But I think five points, 23 points a game, and you're pairing that with Jokic. Whew. You got to be averages 23, 7, and 4. Seven assists, four boards. They could easily get that two seed. Yep, I don't think it was a fluke. I think he builds on the playoffs and becomes an absolute stud. I think because of lack of play, we could see Zion maybe make a case for the award, but I think expectations are already so high for him that yeah. it would be tough so yeah. early in his career. MVP of the league. Luca. Luca will win the MVP award this year. He's going to take the Mavericks to a four, potentially three seed with not a ton of talent. He might not make it to the championship, and he might not be deemed the best player. But Luca, Luca will potentially lead the league in triple doubles. 
he will be up there in points. I expect his stat line to be around 29 points a game, nine rebounds, seven assists. I think he can average those kind of numbers. And uh, the guy in Dallas takes it home. 22-year-old, going to be 23 when he takes home that award. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. Appreciate Um, that. Mine is the guy that is – he's returning from injury. And he has as big of a burden as anybody coming into this year with a lot of unknowns, but it's going to be Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's going to return and everyone's going to be like, Oh, that guy's back. That's the guy that was with the warriors. Yeah. I I think that stems so far back. Some people already forgot who KD was because he was on the warriors. Yeah. They forget that Seattle Sonics, Oklahoma city thunder, just come into your building and destroy you kind of guy. He goes to the Warriors. He still did the same thing. But in everyone's mind, Kevin Durant's just been coasting. You're right. He he awakens. He comes in with authority. It starts tonight. We n- Massive fun game tonight with the Nets Warriors. That's huge. Yeah, we'll talk about those matchups in just a second here. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up our, our preseason uh, projections. Who is your... Who's your NBA Finals today? The Lakers. The Lakers do it again. I know it's a cliche pick, but I'm not out here to always try and make the the crazy pick. They win the finals, and they do it in in six or seven. Oddly enough, they beat the 76ers. Interesting. Um, I have the Lakers beating Boston. The Lakers will win another championship. And I'm just higher on Boston. I think Tatum makes a massive step. I think he could probably flirt with 30 points a game this year. And I think everyone's talking about the Celtics. I love them adding Tristan Thompson. And, uh, yeah, I think that that's enough to really to really catapult them. I know you're, you have your doubts on the, where they match up as far as with bigs. I think Tristan Thompson is a perfect add for that. And I love, I love the Celtics. I, I like the pick for the finals. But I just I just want to put out there because this is always fun for me. If the Lakers and Boston's meet in the finals, Lakers in four. Interesting. They make it to the finals. The Celtics won't win a game. It'd be cool though, Celtics Lakers. Yeah. And I love Jason Tatum because if they make it to the finals, he's he's pumping up the list. But um, yeah, that's that's fun. That would be a fun finals. I'd be I like for it. it. I like it. Uh, let's take a brief second and we'll talk about tip off tonight. Yeah. December 22nd, it's a Tuesday. It's the first game of the year, NBA tip-off, 7 o'clock. It's going to be the Warriors at the Brooklyn Nets. This is – Is it – are they God, at I'm the – I'm in heaven. I'm in I, heaven this game. I think Golden – is Golden State home or is it Brooklyn? Brooklyn's home. Oh, because – okay. Okay. Yep, it's Brooklyn's like home. The, all right, they're home. That's my picture. Yeah, the picture says versus Nets, so I thought that the Warriors were at home. But, okay, Brooklyn's yeah. at home. Yep, Brooklyn's at home. Uh, return of Kevin Durant, kind of the return of Curry. We got to see him a little bit at the end of last year. It's the return um, of Curry. Two, new, two teams, completely new, and uh, Curry's coming to Durant's place after Durant leaves him. So this is a fun matchup. Uh, I can't wait. If I had to pick a team right now. On three. One, two, three, Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, 10 o'clock, though. We get just as good of a matchup. It's L.A. Home. versus L.A. L.A. <laughs> to be fair, the Lakers are home. They're okay. the home team. Um, 
On three. One, two, three. Lakers. Brown. <laughs> Brown. Brown in the brow. Get yeah, it done. I, I think I think the Lakers embarrass them tonight. I, I don't want to go as far as to predict score embarrassing. I think yeah. the Lakers edge it out. Game one. Everyone can talk about the short rest for them in the heat. It was still over two months, people. Everyone's going to be fine on the rest. They had over 70 days off. It'll all be good. However, I truly think Paul George, it will be the Indiana Pacers Paul George this year. So watch out. I think, I really think he turns it around. It's very excited for Paul George. Cool. Well, I don't got anything else. I mean, we went uh, hour and 20. Super fun episode. I had a very blast. Fun. I had a blast. We haven't talked exclusively NBA at all, the two of us, ever. And we hit both most of the teams that really yeah. people are talking about. So I mean, yeah, I mean we I mean there's very few things we didn't get to really cover today. Um Wow. I'm excited. I'm excited for tip off tonight. I literally can't wait. It's in just under an hour. So we'll get this puppy uploaded. Um thanks again for listening guys. Merry Christmas to all of you and your families. Uh, happy NBA tip-off. Happy NBA Christmas Day coming up soon. Um, Brad, thanks for joining. Yep. Holidays, man. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Everybody stay safe out there. Share the pod, Twitter, YouTube, Anchor, Spotify. We love having you guys listen. And although the NBA or the NFL is getting to the end, NBA starts today, guys. Let's go. we got more to talk about. Go Pistons. I don't even care, man. Let's just run it.